Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Hello, everyone. We are back. Tiana is the worst sound producer in the world. Just kidding. I'm just doing my best. Don't fire me. She always makes me restart these. <laughs> At like, least this was the only the second time. Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. So welcome back. We are at episode 19, the one where the monkey gets away. Mm-hmm. I like this one a lot, but before we get into it, we got another email. Yay. From my work wife without a plus, Miss Sarah Travis. So she kind of goes into her own processing of the whole Christmas lights situation. Because mm -hmm. everyone's got their opinions of when do the Christmas lights come down? And this, this goes back to, is it the one with two parts? Yes. Yeah. Parts one and two. Previous to the one without the poker, all yeah. the poker. Yes. So um, Sarah brought a good point up is that I guess actually officially the church says that it's supposed to last until the wise men came to actually see the baby Jesus. Right. Okay. Because the 12 days of Christmas are after Christmas. What? Yeah. I didn't realize that. And this girl that I follow on Instagram started posting and she's like, did you know the 12 days of Christmas or after Christmas? And she was doing giveaways. And I was like, Oh, wow. We are terrible Catholics. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's okay. It's fine. But yes. And the one thing I will say is that Sarah previously said, changed my mind about Ross and in her email she states that Ross would have gotten her mug. Yep. Woo! I will say that I am right. I have changed your mind if not just for one episode, Sarah. Maybe so. on a technicality, but that's okay. I'll take it. She didn't like anybody else, so she <laughs> she picked Ross. <laughs> that's okay. The less the least of all the evils, I guess, is how it ended up, but keep sending your emails, you guys. I talked to so many of you and you're like, oh I was gonna write in. Just write in. Yes. When you're thinking of it. makes it, us happy. Just do it. Do it. it. Do it. So our writers are Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. Jeff and Mike. Jeff and Mike. Here we are. Director Peter Boners. Mr. Bonners. Is it Bonners or Boners? Boners. I got it. I'm like I'll a, do Boners. I'm like a 10-year-old boy over here just giggling to myself. Boners. It's okay. And then our original air date was March 9th, 1995. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Okay. Episode recap. So obviously the title gives it away. The episode is about the monkey, Marcel, getting away. So really the story is all about Ross and Rachel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. We're getting right back into that because we kind of went away for a little bit. And now we're back into let's get them going. I was thinking about that. I was like, we haven't really visited this storyline in a minute. And then last episode, the one with the poker, we had the playground dynamics flirting. And you can tell the writers like, okay, we got to build up to what we know is coming is the finale, but yes. they have to bring them back together now. Yes. They got to build that, that tension essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and this episode, they definitely build a lot more on that. Okay. So Rachel ends up getting a newsletter from her hunt, uh, hometown country club, which I didn't know that they do those. That's kind of random. Do you think they still do them? I bet. I bet. They're probably emails now though. Probably. <laughs> So the the country club newsletter shows that Barry and Mindy's engagement announcement is in there. And it definitely, it throws Rachel off because she's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, 
maybe if I had some, you know, she's talking to Ross and she's like, maybe if I had somebody, I could be happy for Barry and Mindy, but it just, she's, she's sad. Yeah. I mean, gosh, how long has it even been? Uh, we're talking six months here since her engagement got, yeah. well, not an engagement, her whole wedding. Like I realized she made the decision, but he like legitimately goes with somebody else. And then within six months he's engaged. That's men for you. They can't be alone for shit. No, definitely not. She tells Ross that she wants somebody who's her best friend that can also make her toes tingle. And Ross is sitting there like, I can be that person. Yeah, please. Like you can tell too, like that makes him so like almost turned on where he's just like gulping a little yeah. bit. Like, um, okay, mm, I'll, I'll do that. And you can, you. yeah, it totally gives him like more ammunition to like, again, try and ask Rachel out. Yes, absolutely. So, so with that said, Rachel has volunteered to watch Marcel the next day while Ross is at, at work, which I'm also like, well, who's watching Marcel the other times? Thank you. That was my first thought. Okay. I was like, well, wait, what does he do all the rest of the days? Does he take the monkey to work? Like, what, I know. What's happening? So Ross is hatching a plan that after work, he's going to get some wine and go over there and woo her. Love it. Have you heard of the phrase woo? I have heard of wooing. Wooing. Wooing just means getting somebody to what, like you? Yeah. Like yeah. Basically, I'm going to like try and court you, essentially. It's such an old it's phrase. Such an old phrase. To woo her. I shall woo you. <laughs> so Rachel is watching Marcel the next day, and we see that he pooed in Monica's shoe. <laughs> Did you poo in the shoe? Did you poo in the shoe? <laughs> so cute. Rachel's cleaning it out and she leaves the door open and Marcel just wanders out. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you had to know better. But also I was thinking about this. Marcel just bops around with Ross through New York City on his shoulder. True. Like that seems like a very dangerous way for him to just be walking around New York City. Yeah. No? Yeah, I guess. So maybe she didn't think twice about it because, oh, you know, he he's really trained well, so he'll come or whatever. I mean, let's let's Rachel is irresponsible and didn't realize what was happening. But I just think it's kind of getting ahead to bloopers and blunders. I just think it's a kind of a moo point that doesn't make sense of like Marcel could literally walk out anytime yeah. being on Ross's shoulder walking around New York. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Agreed. So the rest of the friends come and they, they come over without Ross and they decide they're like, okay, we need to find Marcel. Yes. And Rachel calls animal control while the rest of them search the building. Yes. Oops. The whole like, which one debacle? Like which ones, which one did he poo in? The left one. No, which ones? Oh, those pilgrim things you think go with everything. They do look like pilgrim shoes. They do. Yeah. And then Phoebe comes in and is like, no, which one? Because the left shoe is lucky. Exactly. <laughs> so that was funny. No, which ones? So poor Ross, he comes in, he tries to start asking Rachel out again, not realizing that Rachel has completely lost Marcel and is freaking out. Yes. She breaks down and confesses that she lost Marcel. Yes. Total energy shift in the conversation, right? Like it's- yeah. Very much, he's happy-go-lucky, he's excited, he's like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, okay, quick and painful, all right, and then it's like, oh, no, this is a bigger problem. He is pissed. pissed. Rachel's like, I'm doing everything I can, I even called animal control, and then he even gets more pissed. This, I, ooh, I don't like this 
part. Because he's got an illegal exotic animal, and if they find him, they'll take him away. That's Ross's fucking fault. That's your <laughs> fault for having an illegal animal. And this just, this got me thinking of just like, inappropriate pets that people have. We've talked about this before, how much yes. I hate people who have pet birds. Like pet birds, just like monkeys, I don't know, pumas, like get a cat or a dog or a fish and call it a day. You don't need an ostrich. You don't need a peacock. Oh my God, an ostrich. You don't. And then don't try to take them on the plane. Right. Thank you. Like, no, I, oh my gosh. Uh, my, Last job, we had somebody who had an emotional support snake. That is disgusting. And we couldn't deny them entrance into the building. I don't believe that for a second. You're telling me a snake is emotional support? Thank that's you. BS. I, thank you. Like That's lies. Lies. So lies. many lies. <laughs> it's your fucking fault that I can't take my dog Gary on the plane anymore. They make him have to be under the plane in the... Yes. In the the carrier, but he's a little too big for the carrier. So he had like, it's too, he's like a little cannoli just smushed in there. Oh no. And it's cause these damn people are bringing ostriches and llamas on planes. Llama. Let me have my very well-behaved dog on the plane and leave me alone. Not to mention you're kind of like Gary's emotional support animal. That too. Gary, Gary needs you. That too. Yes. So the woman who shows up from animal control turns out to be an old high school classmate, Louisa. Louisa? Louisa? <laughs> Monica and Rachel have no idea who she is. No clue. No. And that is so awkward. Oh, it's super, super awkward. I mean, I will just go to any lengths to avoid anybody that I knew from high school. I know. I actually randomly ran into somebody, not this past week, but the week before, and I was the opposite. I remember them. And I'm like, from high school? Yeah. Do I know this person? I don't know if you'll remember her, but uh, she played volleyball and with us. And I was playing against her. And I was like, I swear that's her. And I know your oh. name. I swear it. And then she came up to me later. And she's like, did you go to such and such high school? And I was like, yes, I thought I knew you. So you'll have to tell me her name after. I will. But I was on the opposite end of that. I, I usually am. But it's still so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I've had like, when I used to teach yoga, I would have ex, ex high school people come in, not ex boyfriends, but just like people from high school. And I was like, this is so awkward. Like, this is not the space I thought I would see you in. Yeah. But good for you for taking yoga. Hope it helps. Thank you. Enjoy my <laughs> class. It's awesome. <laughs> um, Louisa hates Rachel. Yes. Because she was mean to her in high school and ignored her. We all know them. We oh, all yeah. we all have them in our Rolodexes. Like, no. Yeah. I know you. I remember you. You can go fuck yourself. Exactly. Like, couldn't be fat in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so because of this, Louisa refuses to help them out. And she's like, no, I'm going to go find the monkey. So she's, uh, with all due respect, the woman is just doing her job. Exactly. Yeah. Because, again... Why do you have a monkey in New York City? Thank you. Inappropriate pet, Ross. Go get some land. Go move. Get a nice cage. Like, yeah. Anyways, we catch up with Joey and Chandler who are searching through the building. And this was just like not my favorite that scene. It was just kind of gross. They stumble across two hot girls in the building who ask them to fix their radiator. Yes. Oh God. And they're all sweaty. Yeah. And like one girl comes out and only has a, like a long button down shirt on. And, and they're very attractive women, oh, of course, yeah. but Joey and Chandler can't refuse to be gross. Yes. <laughs> Although I do think like 
I'm not going to say what it is to say. <laughs> I'll get myself in trouble. Chandler tries to get them to stay, but Joey is like, let, we have to go look for Marcel, but not before he asks for pictures of them, which I was like, grow. I know it was like, okay, I like you. And then I hate you so hard. I know like, yay, Joey. And there's like, no, Joey. Disgusting. What do you, do you really think that you're going to get a good response from somebody saying, if you could give me a few pictures of you, like, oh, so you can jack off to it later. Great. That, that was exactly my first thought is like, that's what would run through my head. If a guy did that to me is like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That's a no dipshit. <laughs> so Phoebe and Monica are together in the building looking and there they spot Marcel in the basement. Louisa comes down the stairs and she goes to shoot Marcel with a tranquilizer dart. But Phoebe jumps, um, jumps in front of it and it hits Phoebe in the butt. Yes. And Trink. Marcel escapes. Yes. Trink dart in the butt. This whole little game is like a little cat and mouse of like trying to find Marcel. Mm hmm. It's funny. It's cute. So we see Marcel get picked up by somebody, some random person in the hallway with a banana. Yes. Is that true? Do monkeys really like bananas? They do. They do? Yeah. But they actually, so the right way to actually peel a banana is how monkeys do it. Like turn it upside down uh -huh. and like, I heard that before. I think when I worked at Starbucks, they told us that you turn it upside down and you peel it. Yeah. And then it doesn't get like, you don't twist it and get it squishy. Yeah. You just like what? Pinch it and then. Yeah. Or you can just, yeah, you just go. We're yeah. like doing the actions. You I know can't you can't right see right now, but like we're terrible podcast etiquette. I'm peeling a banana as you can't see. Peel banana. Peel, peel, peel banana. banana. What's that from? I don't know, but it comes up on the toddler songs that we see at home. Banana. Peel. Is it like twist banana? No, that's not it. I think it's like mash, cut, banana, mash, banana. Oh yeah, banana. that's just a song, right? Like cut, banana, mash, banana. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like a fun If you know the Peel Banana song, please tell us so we don't think that we're crazy. <laughs> Email us at donttakemywind at gmail.com. Please. So we, let's go back to Ross and Rachel. Mm -hmm. They're on the street looking for Marcel and Ross is still very mad. And you can see that something else is bubbling up inside. It's not just all about his monkey. No. <laughs> And I'm not talking about his penis. It might be about his penis, well, though. <laughs> actually, it might be all about the monkey. So Ross expresses his frustrations for saying that Rachel doesn't care about anyone else's feelings. She's just in a Rachel land and blah, blah, blah. And you can tell that, like, his crush on Rachel is hurting him. Like, he's he, his feelings are, he's hurt because she's, I don't know. Like, of, like of all people he would have wanted this to happen with her the least yeah. because he is so mad and he doesn't want to get mad at her. But I actually really hate that whole argument because I think he's so mean to her. He's very mean. He's, he's also just, it's not her fault that she's not a mind reader for fuck's sake. Right. Like she's not a mind reader. And I get that like Ross, you feel like you have unreciprocated emotions here, but you have not done anything to let her know that you have emotions. Granted, there's been very small points to where I think she's starting to pick up. But it's not like she's disregarding and oblivious to your feelings. You haven't made yourself known. Right? Like these are the faintest. You'd be mad at yourself. Faintest breadcrumbs of all time. Like if these were like Hansel and Gretel, they would never make it to the witch's house. Okay? 
Like, no. The, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that Ross is like getting really lost in his feelings, but it comes out as like such anger and frustration that if I were Rachel and somebody was like, you're off in Rachel land, like I would be really you're offended. You're oblivious to people's feelings. And it's like, excuse me, excuse me. Like that, like it was an accident. She didn't mean for it to happen. Like, Granted, she's, she, I wouldn't say she's careless, but she's a little, she's a little negligent. She's a little negligent, a little spacey, but also like that she's learning how to be an adult. One, don't have a monkey in the city. Two, don't be mad at somebody for not reciprocating love when you have not made it known. Right. Exactly. Tis known. No, it's not Ross. No, it's not. While they're on the sidewalk having the argument there, they see that there's a banana delivery. Oh my God. Lots of bananas. Geez. Okay. So we talked about how in the one with the candy hearts, how Janice got the custom candy hearts in less than 12 hours. Jan and Jan forever. Jan and Jan forever. But how in the world did he get a massive order of bananas within an hour? Where would you even go to get a massive thing of bananas? Down at the docks. Docks. I didn't know we had docks. (laughs) That's coming. That is coming. (laughs) Okay, so they follow the banana order and they see that it's delivered to Mr. Heckles, who we have seen before. Mr. Heckles is, he's just what? Crazy guy? Or grumpy guy? Weird guy. Weird guy. Yeah. He -hmm. was credited before as weird guy. Now he has a name, Mr. Heckles. And we see him in his apartment and he has Marcel. Yes. Yes, he does. So Ross and Mr. Heckles get an argument of like, come here, Marcel. Like, Marcel trying to go between them. And then Louisa comes into the doorway and lures him into a cage. And so Louisa wins. Dang it, Louisa. I know. Ross and Rachel beg because they're all there at this point. It's Ross, Rachel, Monica, Chandler, Joey, Phoebe. Are they all there? Yeah, they're all all there. there. Mm -hmm. So they're all there. And Ross and Rachel are begging Louisa to give up Marcel. And she refuses. And Rachel comes in and saves the day. She's like, well... I can call your supervisor and tell her that you shot my friend in the ass with a tranquilizer dart. Boom. And then you have this awesome high five between her and Ross. And she's like, yes. Yes. Teamwork. Love it. So sweet. So back at the apartment, for some reason, Ross and Rachel are by themselves again with Marcel. And the Joey, Monica, Chandler, and Phoebe are down at the coffee shop. I guess. Okay. Convenient. Ross apologizes for being so hard on Rachel. Thank you, Russ. You're an asshole in this episode, in my opinion, but that's me. Yes. He apologizes and he breaks out the wine. And you can see, did you see like when he again asks for the wine, like Rachel's like kind of, she like looks, she's got a little smile and she looks down to the side as he's (gasps) getting the wine. I'm starting to pick up on these small things of like Rachel is catching on. Yes. And it's very subtle the way that- Jen Aniston kind of like put that in there. Ooh, I did not notice that, but I'm going to go back and rewatch now. Just that specific part is like, it's kind of just like a, you know. Hmm. Interested in something great. Yeah. And it's like, obviously she wants to stay and have fun with Ross. And like, I think she's probably catching on that they have a certain flirtation, but she pro- she does not obviously know the extent of his feelings. Oh, no. No one does. No. Except for Joey and Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> So they get cozied up on the couch. They're heavy. They have their wine. And then boom, Barry runs in the door and says he's still in love with Rachel and can't marry Mindy. Fucking Barry. What the hell? Probably one of the most infuriating ends to an episode. Right? In Ross's face, I, I like 
kind of zoned in on it when I was rewatching it. And he was like, we have got to lock that door. (laughs) (laughs) We have got to start locking that door. It's just like great timing. Oh, so good. So sad and good at the same time. But yes, another wrench (sighs) into Ross's plan. Because he can't express himself. He can't communicate. Like imagine if we all communicate. I just can't. No. So the episode, I wanted to get your take on this. Um, Joey, Chandler, Monica, and Phoebe, the only other kind of random storyline has to do with them seeing a movie and the girls loved it, but the guys hated it because it was a total chick flick. Yes. With Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant. And Joey says he needs a little nudity to enjoy the movie. Yes. Okay. A movie. Yeah. It's the way that I took it though, is like, if there's not action, then there has to be nudity, but bonus if there's both. I mean, I, the way he says it, he makes I read it the way he says it is it makes it seem like he needs nudity to enjoy a movie. Oh God. I hope that's not true. So I think he needs action and nudity, which oh. is pathetic, but that's honestly Joey. you can't, it's guys, boys, boys. Okay. Let's take a little break and we'll be right back. All right. This episode is brought to you by the Stitch Sisters. Ever wanted to find the perfect handmade crochet gift? The Stitch Sisters have you covered. Check out their store where they create crochet goods to order. They create beanies and headbands as well as fun knickknacks for every occasion. You can find them on Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or follow them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters store. Okay, let's get into some background. We've already talked a little bit about background, but, um, in my research, I saw that when Phoebe's talking, when they're talking about like movies and she's like, well, I'm sorry. It's not like a movie with guns and bombs and buses going really fast. Yes. I picked up on it. I did not. Oh, you did not No. Until oh. I Googled this. Oh really? No, I, I heard that and I was just like, I bet you, I, I guarantee I know what she's talking about. Speed, speed, the movie speed, one of my favorite movies, which I have seen. And it is very, very good. Yes. It is Keanu like Reeves, early Keanu Reeves, early Sandy Bullock. Um, oh God. Who's the bad guy? Oh, I, I, are, I, they, are they Russian? I feel like all the bad guys in the nineties are Russian. No, he's not a Russian. Oh God. I, I can't think. Uh, I was going to say Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's not that Anthony Hopkins. Oh, is that him? Oh you God. better Google that. I'm going to Google it because I'm going to be mad if I get that we wrong. We just threw Mr. Seymour. Is he a sir, sir Hopkins? No. We just threw, no, Seymour, Ho- Philip Seymour Hoffman is not a sir, but Anthony Hopkins, I think is a sir. Sir Anthony Hopkins? Oh yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Anyways, this movie, so speed. It's Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. I knew there was an H in there. Okay. Ah. Dennis Hopper. Oh yeah. He's a mean man. So speed came out the year before and I didn't realize this cause like we were babies, but apparently speed was like one of the most successful films in the early nineties. I had no, I mean, it makes sense, but I had no great. idea. Like it's box office surpassed 350.4 million. Holy cow. Two Academy Awards cult following. It was the most watched action thriller of the nineties. So good. And I will say, have you seen speed two? Yes, but, but it didn't sink in my memory as Speed One did. Same. It wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. It for didn't a tarnish. It, it was good, but definitely not the same. God, Speed. It, it just mm, it hit. Mm-hmm. Can't can't get any better. Could be a perfect movie. Oh, dare we say it? Dare we say? 
Next up, this is the first time that Chandler mentions he went to an all-male boarding school. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I caught that. Is at the very end, right, when they're all mm-hmm. talking about their high school experiences, and he's like, well... I had any sexual experiences that I would have considered a different lifestyle. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So this is interesting, but you had talked about how at his memoir, he actually, Matthew Perry himself actually did go to um, an all boys boarding school when he lived in Ottawa, Canada with Mm -hmm. his mom. I, it feels like Chandler is the character where they really pulled the most from his actual life. Like agreed. It's, Simpatico. It's so simpatico. Like Chandler is Matthew Perry. Matthew, Matthew Perry, Perry is Chandler. Chandler. Like so many things. Like just pulling this detail of his background of going to boarding school. Like Yep. Just incorporating real real life. Yes. Art imitates life. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Samantha, the hot blonde girl, one of the hot girls. Her name is Angela Viser. Is that what you think it's Visser? I'm going to stick with Viser. Viser? All right. I don't know. V-I-S-S-E-R. Yeah. She was crowned Miss Holland in 1988 and then Miss Universe in 1989. Damn. She was born. Oh, yeah. She was also in Baywatch. Which, okay, here we have another Baywatch connection, which is also mm-hmm. the guy's favorite show. Like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because she totally looks like a little Dutch woman. She does, but she doesn't have an accent when she talks. I didn't catch it anyways. Yeah, but she doesn't have... She didn't speak that much, though. I mean, she has a line. It's like, do you guys know anything about radiators? So, yeah, I mean, she hides it. So, yeah, she's, she's just good. a great actress. Yeah. Um, this is funny. So, we'll get there, but in a later episode, they use a slow they use slow motion when they're playing football. Probably oh. one of my favorite episodes. But in this in this episode, they use that slow motion sequence when Phoebe gets hit by, the, uh, by a dart. Love that. Without the audience. So, I wonder what that... Just an interesting cinema. Cinematography. Yeah. Like at the time it was a special camera, but now is it like, do they still use a special camera? Like, I don't know. I would be interested. Call up James Cameron. He's on the cutting edge. Oh God. (laughs) I don't know, man. He might be busy. Louisa. Oh, Giannetti. Louisa (laughs) Giannetti. Um, Oh my gosh. I was so excited about this one. So she is played by a woman named Megan Kavanaugh. And so I don't know if you knew this, but she is in one of my other favorite movies. I have a million favorite movies, you guys. I love all movies. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. But uh, A League of Their Own. with I've never seen that. Oh, with Gina Davis. God, it's so good. Okay. Is that where they're all playing softball? Baseball. Baseball. So it's based on a true story. And it's back when World War II happened and a lot of uh, MLB players went and enlisted. Mm. And um, like, I think you saw like a lot of big names going enlist in the war. So to kind of keep spirits high in the homeland, um, they started a women's baseball league. And um, so it's kind of their whole story around it. But Tom Hanks is in it. Gina Davis is in it. Um, Oh my God. I was going to say Marilyn Monroe. That's not Madonna. Oh dear. Madonna is in it. Um, oh, who else? Who's the other? Who's her best friend in it? Uh, Roseanne Barr is in it. Like it's it's really good. It's yeah. good. So highly recommend it. But Louisa Giannetti, Megan Cavanaugh, she plays Marla Hooch. Oh, oh my beer. God. 
so funny. Her character's hilarious. I have seen her other movie, Miss Congeniality, too. Yes. I think she's a side character in that one. Okay. Though. I was like, I don't remember her. No. And then also Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Those are like the ones that she's known for. Such a great movie. Yes. Kind of some side characters. So. Yeah. But God love it. Now into our bloopers and blunders. So we kind of talked a little bit about um, the Joey thing with the movies already. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I still stand by. I think he meant if the movie doesn't have action, it's got to have nudity. Okay. I, I could believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see it either way, though. I'll give it to you. It's very ambiguous the way that he says it. So because his favorite movie is Die Hard, though. Die Hard. So, yeah, <laughs> there's no at least... As far as I remember, Die Hard, I don't remember nudity. <laughs> no, Bruce Willis wears like a tank and yeah, looks, looks nice. He looks good. He looks very sexy. Yes. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Thoughts? God, that is such a loaded question. <laughs> I'm going to say that, yes, it is a Christmas movie because the theme of Christmas, the Christmas party runs throughout. Yes, this is true. Does a Christmas movie have to deal with Christmas or is it just some one that you watch at Christmas? Oh God, these are such deep questions, T. Um, I, I'm going to get on board with you. I'm going to say it's a Christmas it's movie. It's a Christmas movie. It doesn't always have to deal with Christmas, but it can be around Christmas time. Like, okay, good example. That movie Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. It sort of deals with Christmas, but not exactly. But I consider it a Christmas movie. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would consider Harry Potter. Oh, same. Yep. You know, um, I mean, it's not Christmas, but I'm just going through. Yeah, I agree. I, I would say Harry Potter. Christmas vacation. One. Yep. See? I am. Uh, it's all in there. Home Alone. Oh, God. Classics. <laughs> okay. So now we got to get into the apartment issues again. <laughs> and this one always. The building. Ugh. Building troubles. This one always like is confusing to explain. So Mr. Huckles lives directly below Rachel and Monica. Mm-hmm. That would put Monica and Rachel's apartment either on the second or the third floor, Mr. Huckles apartment on the first or the second. So mm-hmm. this means in this episode, if Monica and Phoebe are searching for Marcel on the third and fourth floors, it should have been Chandler and Joey who approached Mr. Huckles door, having been searching the first and second floors. Yeah. It, I just don't think they cared. <laughs> they cared oh. enough to make sure that it was right. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. It's just because we don't really know building. that Mr. Heckles lives below them yet, do we? Yeah, because I think that- the noisy. He's the noisy girls, right? Oh yes, that's already happened. It's like you don't have a yeah. Cat. You're doing it again. I I could have a cat. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That uh, that has already. You're happened. doing it right. again. <laughs> oh man, um, but earlier in the season. I think we already talked about this one a little bit too, mm-hmm. is that Monica and Phoebe search for the owner of the cat and they knock on Mr. Heckle's door, which at the time was weird guy or crazy guy, whoever. Um, but it's on the left side of the hallway. But in this episode, the door's on the right side of the hallway. So maybe he moved. <laughs> maybe. But if you look at his apartment, he has so much shit in there. There's no way. I know. He's been there for like 40 years. Forever. He's for a sure. hoarder. Hoarder. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... When we see Rachel and Ross arguing in the apartment from outside, this is kind of when they like zoom out and there's Marcel and like mm-hmm. only they weren't arguing. Um, Rachel, Rachel's ponytail and hair are much smoother and slightly styled differently. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. I, so I kind of am like, I, I agree with your point of it might be that it was filmed on a different day 
Or I think it may be that that's the first thing that they filmed and then they adjusted her hair. Oh, maybe. I mean, this whole episode, her hair is just frizzy. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened to the smooth Rachel that we've seen? Like, yeah. Do you like, I'm just confused. Like, did they stop styling her hair for a few episodes or is this episode filmed before she, they knew how to style her hair? Like, I really am wondering if the episodes are aired in a different order than they filmed them, like with the Paolo stuff. Yeah. Like her hair is just a frizzy mess. Yeah. There's, there's one. So the very first scene of this episode where she comes out to the guy and lists off all the tea that they have, her hair looks great there. But now that I'm thinking about it, what you said earlier about how they filmed Phoebe with a slow motion camera without the audience. Well, when they film Ross and Rachel the other way, there can't be an audience because they've got to have the backdrop there to make it look Mm -hmm. as a real apartment. So I wonder if they filmed like the slow-mo stuff and all that, like on one day Mm -hmm. and then the other stuff in the other day. But yeah, her hair is just like, who did that? Who let this pass? Yeah. I don't know her hair. I'm okay with it being a little messy because it's kind of nice when it's like not super perfect. Yeah. I like like the ponytail with kind of the strands coming out, but it's a little too messy at some point. It's just frizzy. Yeah. Like I'm okay. You can be messy, but don't be frizzy. <laughs> hey, I love that life of frizz, man. You know, I live that. <laughs> Which, okay. We actually have a hard blooper this episode. Yay. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's I was waiting for one. this one. It's a small one, but the, uh, monkey's name is actually Katie and mm. Katie is known not to always follow orders. So when she's sitting there um, on the couch with Rachel, she pushes the pillow over, which is what is supposed to happen in the scene. But then Katie kind of goes a little awry and starts jumping everywhere. (laughs) They're trying to get her kind of to calm down. And you see Jennifer Aniston go, Katie, Katie, Katie. So and I think Jennifer Aniston is just like, oh, I don't I don't want to deal with. I mean, you can tell, like, like that's just the whole thing with David Schwimmer. Like, he hated dealing with the monkey. Yes. Overall, the monkey stuff is just a very interesting decision to do. Yeah. Like, let's give Ross a monkey. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you thinking? That it has to be weird enough to be funny, but... It's like, know. it's like they just, they just want to kick Ross when he's down this se- se- uh, season. You know, I'm okay with that <laughs> in a weird way. Just making it. It toughens him up, okay? It does toughen him up. He needs he <laughs> needs a little, he needs a little tough love. And on this episode, we've got some fun fashion watch. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot because it's mainly takes place in like one day. Mm-hmm. So like Rachel's plaid skirt, white sweater and knee high socks, super cute. I think that's a very recognizable outfit. Yeah. Like people would know like, oh, that's from friends. Mm-hmm. Monica's white blouse and like high-waisted blue jeans. To me, this is just the perfect outfit. It I, will always be. It's timeless. It's classic. It is. It, is, ugh, it looks so good on her. If yeah. only that's what stayed throughout the whole, the whole episode. Monica's outfits, she, they're struggling. They're struggling with her. I, I agree with your, your sentiment. The Amish. Amish looking. Yeah like peasant like it's just interesting i don't they have not figured her her out yet no it's frustrating for me um the the we keep talking about her but the blonde hot girl she had like the jean shorts with the black tie pink tie-dye shirt slouchy socks like she's literally what gen z looks like walking around 
A hundred percent. If they're not in like oversized baggy jeans and a baggy shirt, they're in this outfit. Absolutely. Like the, as am I, but you know, who am I to judge? <laughs> you rock it though, but you can say you were there. <laughs> I've been there. I've lived this life. <laughs> yes. Oh, Chandler's gray suit jacket. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. I thought it, it was really great. funny. He's. You don't see her- those jackets. No. Anymore. It's just like, he's still all dressed up though. And nobody else is. I thought that, that was kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he looked good. Um, But at one point it was like the episode of the ugly tie. Because he had a red tie at one point and then Ross's weird like yellow. The 90s just had bad ties. Bad tie. The really tie bad game. Ties. Tie game was not strong. But this is not a bad episode overall for fashions, I think. No, no. For the fashions that were in it, like could be... Apart from Monica's silver dress that we saw in the New Year's episode a few mm. few weeks ago, this look with the white blouse and the high-waisted blue jeans could be my favorite Monica look. Oh, yes. For I sure. I think I get on board with that. Yeah. Okay. Best friend and frenemy, probably pretty easy, but... Yes. Who's your frenemy? Uh, Ross. Ross? Yes. I'm so pissed at him. Oh. Be nice. To Rachel, you literally are trying to woo her, but instead you're insulting her intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get on board with that. Like, I don't care, like, how pissed you are, how much you like me. Like, don't don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, that was not very nice. Yeah. So, Ross, sorry. I'm going to go with Rachel. <gasps> what? I just don't think it's being a good friend to lose your animal's pet. But she didn't do it on purpose. I know, but at the end of the day, you lost a pet. Granted, if you're being set up for failure, that's one thing. But at the end of the day, you lost a pet. I just, you cannot, you cannot lose your friend's pets. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that sentiment. I get that it wasn't intentional. It was absent-minded. And also Ross was a big dick. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, like, I just think it's so egregious to lose a friend's pet. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board with you on that one. I'm going to stick with Ross. Though, I think your choice is very valid. Yeah. I think, I think they both can take it. For I sure. battled between the two. Yeah. Um, best friend. Phoebe. I said Phoebe too. She sacrifices herself for Marcel. Yeah. She took a dart in the ass to save Marcel. If that is not a good friend. Oh, I, I don't know. know what is. Right. There was one point, though, just thinking back about frenemies, I was actually considering Monica. Oh, really? She really annoyed me when all she cares about is her fucking shoe. And it's just like, dude, who cares? Like, I care. (laughs) Oh, my God. You bring a fucking animal over and they poo in your shoe. I'd be like, get out. (laughs) And like, think about this. Marcel has been terrorizing Monica with the remote and like pooing everywhere and peeing like it's a wild animal and it's not Marcel's fault but also like I feel like the monkey is Monica's like enemy yeah also not Monica's fault because she didn't make the choice for her brother to get the monkey so and bring and bring the monkey over all the time all the time like my brother and my sister-in-law will bring their burner over and it's like that's amazing because I love the burner and she's sweet and she's my niece but if it was a monkey I would feel very different yeah, I would be mad. Could you imagine Gary with a monkey? I think no. he'd be terrified. He'd be really scared. <laughs> As I, I mean, monkeys, they're a little unpredictable. They're not my favorite. No, they're supposed to be wild animals. This is why we do not domesticate. 
This is why we can't have nice things. This is why Tiger King happened, you guys. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see he's like running for president or some shit? Shut the fuck up. I swear. <laughs> I saw. I swear I saw something about like Tiger King running for president. Sweet and, like, Jesus. Joe Exotic runs for, for president from prison. Oh my God. Yeah. Libertarian what? Party says he shouldn't be taken seriously. <laughs> no, maybe do it. Do it. Yeah, please do it. <laughs> Just Gosh. fucking nut jobs. They all are. That bitch Carol Baskin. Oh, killed her husband. Right. Which apparently she didn't kill her husband. No, they're did saying. They, did like, they, think find they found him? I think they found him. And she's like vindicated. All right. She's still weird. She's still though. weird. That literally is the same. That she's still weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust a bitch. Nope. Okay. Sandwich rating. What do you think? I give this one a three. I gave it a three too. Oh. Oh, nice it's it's solid average it's average it's not bad it's not amazing it's a good episode we've got some memorable things in there especially that outfit of rachel's but but no no quotes really like no quotable moments like the lines the writing didn't necessarily stand out nah if no. anything you're just kind of like they're just building more towards this ross and rachel yes arc yeah exactly not a bad one not forgettable but not Ends on quite the cliffhanger with Barry coming in. Oh, Barry. What a weenie. Such a weenie. We're going to see more from him and it's not going to be fun. Nope. But we're here for it. We're here. We're here to tell you our thoughts. Yes. All right. Well, thanks. That was another episode. The one where the monkey gets away. Season one, episode 19. I think we have about, what, five more episodes to go? Five more. In this season? Yes. Keep listening. We're going to have possibly some fun friends with us. We might have some guests. So keep listening and follow us. Yeah. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at The Pivot Pod. We're continuing to try to post good content. We're trying. We're trying. Thank you, Natalie, for doing most of it. <laughs> you can also email us at don't take my wind at gmail.com. All right, All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.